Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, everybody. I am Bart Winkler in for Bill, who is in for Jim Rome. You know him probably more as Rome. Bill will be doing Jim Rome today. And so uh, I will be here in for Bill for the next couple of hours on CBS Sports Radio, 855 855- Two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four CBS. EJ Stewart is alongside for the ride today. I am uh, in Milwaukee, where the Milwaukee Brewers. Let me give a shout out to them sweeping the Texas Rangers over the weekend. Very hot in Texas this time of the year, and we're going to see some of that heat in Wisconsin. So here's here's what I um, this is this happened eight days ago now. Eight days ago. I am going to the Brewers game in two days, okay? So on Wednesday, they have a day game against the Minnesota Twins, and I will be I will be attending this game. Not just the game, the day game, but I will be involved in a tailgate, all right? I'm part of a group that is putting together a tailgate. Um, I'm, like, responsible for a lot of it, and so, you know, that is a big stress on my life right now, but... I am. I, I have a tailgate coming up. When I first, and, and I want to know that the weather is going to be good. Okay, so in Milwaukee, you know, there's the stadium, and then there's way more parking than there should be, but it's to accommodate people to tailgate. Tailgating, you know, for every baseball game, there's people that that tailgate. It's part of, you know, some teams do it a little more, some teams don't. Some teams have no parking lot around their facility, and tailgating seems weird. And some people, it's it's like their whole thing. So we're doing a tailgate, uh, we have meat, we have chips, we have food, we have soda, we have beer. It's a tailgate. It's it's the whole thing. Uh, I do need to up up the water supply because the temperatures are going to be pretty warm. Now, when I first was able to check out the weather app that I use on my phone, it's just the Apple weather app, okay? It's just the Apple weather app. I think a lot of people do that. It's the little app if you have Apple with the little cloud in the sun, and you check in, you just see what the temperature is going to be. So I opened that 10 days prior to Wednesday, so eight days ago, because it shows 10 days in advance. And it shows 10 days in advance, and all of a sudden, the temperature goes from like 80, 80, 80, 80, and then the day of the tailgate, this Wednesday, it said it was going to be 115. 115. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. I did a little digging. You know, I opened it. It did appear to be a glitch. But I, you know, put it out there on social media and I'm like, oh my God, you guys, this tailgate is going to be so, so hot. What is happening? Some of the meteorologists in the Milwaukee area had seen my tweet or post 
and other people also doing the same thing with the Apple app and saying, guys, 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 it's not going to be 115 in Milwaukee on August. It will be the 23rd. That's absurd. You guys, that is absurd. It won't be that hot. Okay. Stop using this Apple weather app. Download one of our trusty local Doppler 3000, you know, the, the local weather team, you know, the five meteorologists that turn and smile to you in between the breaks of the NFL games. Download one of those apps. I say, I don't know, man. This, I don't, I think the Apple app is fine. I, it was a little bit of a glitch, whatever. I, what, what, like, what is it? What is it not telling me? I open it. It says the temperature. It says when it might rain to the hour. I, I think, it, I mean, it works for me. If, if you're going to get me to download your app, it needs to be, it needs to give me what I get from this app. I don't, I don't need all the bells and whistles here. It's a very nice little app. So then the forecast comes out for Wednesday today and the meteorologists are tweeting about how it's going to be very warm on Wednesday and it's going to feel like 111 degrees. And I say, well then, why why was I getting ragged on for using the Apple app? And then I I said big day for Apple loyalist, and then the meteorologist community is telling me no Bart, that's not a real metric that doesn't count, and so that's why I'm bringing this up to ask the the many, and like EJ, I'll ask you too because I. What what what's why why are you why are you telling me what the feels like temperature is, and then it's telling me I'm wrong because it's not like the real temperature isn't isn't the only reason I'm looking for the temperature is I want to know what it feels like and if you're telling me it's going to feel like it's 109 <laughs> degrees, well then then that then it's going to be to me it's 109 degrees. So I mean I'm thinking about New York City, and how we view weather. So I think the feel like temperature is important. Because to me, if it says it's 75 degrees, but it feels like 85, that means I'm expecting a sticky, muggy, nasty, kind of gross kind of weather when I step outside. It's not necessarily so much just the actual temperature per se, but it's just like the humidity and whatever that goes with it. That's New York City. Now, I'm not, I've never been to Wisconsin, so I don't know what, but that uh, feels like the temperature changes or how that difference differs from, you know, a normal temperature. No, that's what you you want it when you look at the temperature, you you don't care like what the like the meteorologist systems say the temperature is in the atmosphere. You want to know what it feels like so that you can dress and prepare accordingly. So if they say 75 feels like 85, you want it, it's 85 to you, right? That's what it means. It's 85. Right. I mean, I I I get it. I mean, again, like to me, it's 85 degrees with no humidity is different than 75 degrees with 100% humidity. That feels oh, sure. like 85. So I guess to me, that would still matter. But I'm also kind of like a, a, a weather nerd. And I'm also probably the wrong person to ask because I hate the Apple <laughs> Weather app. It is always wrong. Like yesterday, I think I, I, I didn't, I almost tweeted it, but I texted it to my girlfriend as soon as I stepped outside. On Thursday, it was super <laughs> cloudy. And I'm like, I really don't want to bring an umbrella, but if I have to, I will. Like, whatever. But it said, it's cloudy, but no worries, no rain, don't worry about it. So what did I do? I put on my Air Jordan Fire Red 5s and no umbrella and no jacket and just went outside. I literally stepped out 
of my apartment building, rain coming down. And it's like, <laughs> come on. Like, it, it's, it's literally raining right now. I'm not even asking for you to, to give me the weather three hours from now. I'm just saying, is it raining right now? And you're telling me, no, I step outside in Queens and it's raining. Like, I, the, the Apple app has killed me a bunch of times, but I can't even complain because meteorologists have killed me. I, I worked at a news station, and I love our meteorologist over at our local news station I worked at. But he told me, uh, you know, I had a birthday picnic ready, and he said, hey, your picnic's going to go fine. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. <laughs> it was an absolute just pouring of rain the entire time, an absolute washout the entire day. Picnic could not happen. And then I went on Monday to work and said, hey, what happened to the nice day of my birthday? It was pouring rain. He's like, eh, well. That's how it goes and throws up his hands. I mean, that's what the weather is at this point. It's just you throw up your hands. Sometimes we have a hurricane in California. Sometimes we don't. Like, it's just, it is what it is at this point. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I'm not somebody that's ever faulted meteorologists for getting things wrong. I understand that they they are in a predictive sort of uh, business where they use their expertise and knowledge and their information and patterns and give you the best information that they can. And then sometimes, you know, out of nowhere, the mother nature will just be like, all right, here's a, here's a thunderstorm you guys didn't plan on. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'd love the profession. I think they're all great and they do get a lot of, uh, you know, strife that they maybe shouldn't. Now, do they need to cut into TV as much as they do? Sometimes it's very important when there's a tornado, but sometimes they get like a little giddy about thunderstorms. We don't, you know, it's just a thunderstorm. We don't need to, you need to be cutting into my big brother. Okay. I can, I can be fine. So I, I appreciate the profession. I'm just trying to like figure out the difference between, Oh, it's going to be 98 or it's going to be 110. Like it's going to be hot. I'm going to be hot. And we're going to be sitting in the middle of a parking lot outside a baseball stadium where it's all concrete. So I do like I feel a little vindicated, I, even even if the Apple weather app is like the worst app that you can have on your phone. I do feel a little vindicated, and I am going to prepare for it to be very hot. No, no, I think it's no, I think it's like I think it's like if 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 you went to a, a app like a sports app and it told you. It was, you know, game seven of, you know, a hockey matchup or whatever, or, or games, or like a, a, maybe soccer is better. And it said, you know, Team USA wins to advance in the next round. And you say, well, no, they didn't win. They tied, but they still advanced. It, I guess oh. in your eyes, you're like, well, it doesn't matter. They still advanced. We don't care whether they tied the last match or won the last match. It doesn't matter. They still advanced. And I think for the weather people, they're saying, well, no, like our job is to like be right. And we're trying to tell you that they, 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 they did not win. They only tied, but they just, they did advance. The result is still the same. I think is your point. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good comparison and analogy and speaks to my soccer brain. Uh, That's very good. Shout out Spain, shout out Messi, shout out uh, West Ham beat Chelsea. Shout them all out. Uh, 855-212-4227. I'm a hammers guy. 855-212-4CBS. Bart Winkler here. EJ Stewart as well. Writer than you. I just know that this tailgate that I'm doing, I'm going to go to a baseball game and it's going to be hot and I'm going to be outside in a parking lot for four hours sweating and then I'm going to go inside and sweat. I got to say, I'm, I mean, I've, again, I've never been to Wisconsin. Uh, I'm sure it's lovely. My brother lived in Minnesota, so he's driven through a bunch of times. Like, <laughs> yeah, same I, thing. I, I, I did not know it ever got that hot in Wisconsin, even in the dead of summer. I would have assumed the hottest you guys get is like high 80s, like this is like this is like obscene heat you were talking about. I looked at that map that you were talking about, and it looks really dangerous. 
Yeah, no, it's gonna be hot. I, I mean, I, I don't. Do I cancel the tailgate? Do I, do I throw the tailgate out? No, we're gonna have canopies. People can have sunscreen. I just don't want to be responsible if somebody passes out and faints. I just know the worst place I think to be when it's that hot is a baseball game that is not good. <laughs> As someone who's been to baseball games in a hundred degree heat that have been awful, it is a miserable experience. Well, I make sure there's uh like the big thing for me now when I plan to go to games is I need to sit in the shade. So I do ah, a lot of research. Most. Yeah, I do a lot of research if I go to different facilities about where the shade is. And so we are going to be sitting in the bleachers that uh, that have a shaded component to them. Uh, because some of these stadiums, this one, uh, so uh, American Family Field in Milwaukee has a roof, and it will not be closed this day. Uh, there's no air air conditioning, so if they closed it, it would then it would feel like temperature would be 130, and we'd probably fry in there in like an oven. And so what we're gonna do is I always like look for the shade. Um, what happens is one half of the ballpark is completely like like the sun is like sitting next to you. It's on top of you, one of those things, and then the other side you can find shade. I'm going to the Packers preseason game this weekend. And uh, it's going to be a noon game on Saturday. And so I even made sure then to like, because they built a bigger scoreboard. So I'm sitting in the shadow of the scoreboard. And I was looking (laughs) online to see like, I was looking online to see like pictures and uh, what, like just what the game looked like at noon. So I could get the right shadow lines. And then I'm measuring on the, on the website. Like, is this, I think that one, yeah, that one would be in the shadow. So I'm really it's about shade and comfort to me. Uh, I think I've talked about this with you before, EJ, yeah. where we've kind of become a little snooty oh, with yeah. how we uh, go to games. You know, I'd, I'd like to, there's no better place to watch a game than laying down on your couch. So when I uh, go to any sort of game, I try to recreate that experience as much as I can, but also as cheap as I can. So that usually just means like shade and a little bit of space. That's uh, That's what I like. Yeah, I think I think everybody could could attest to that. I'm also I've also become very uh, bougie when it comes to <laughs> attending sporting events. I, I remember we went to Petco Park last year, and we did not do the research on where the shade was. Mm. So let's just say it was a uh, uh, it was basically like being under an oven for <laughs> two hours of that yeah. game. Yeah, forty years old almost, man. I'm I'm thirty nine. I I've done the be crammed into the areas i've done the just buy ticket get in i you know you, you, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of of comfort i can't afford like the box okay i can't sit in luxury but you can still find pockets of a stadium where you can you know feel okay i always sit on the edges i don't like to, i'd rather have people walk out and me stand up i don't like bugging people yeah. i'd rather just sit on the edge so that i can hit the bathroom if i need to or get a drink so i'm very um, you know, I'm very uh, specific about where I sit, and I do try to prepare for the shade. And now the now I'm going to be outside in the sun for four hours and 110. Well, not 110, 98 degrees, but it's going to feel like 110, which somehow doesn't count. Keep that beer cold. <laughs> it's going to be. We're yeah. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I want to look at the NFL. I've, I I'm like locked into these preseason games. I got NFL Network on basically the entire weekend, and I'm watching some of these things, and we'll kind of take a look at which teams should feel better after a couple weeks in the preseason, 
which teams should feel a little bit worse and which teams are still kind of in that we really haven't learned anything sort of zone. So we'll talk some NFL preseason. Plus, Aaron Rodgers, guy hasn't even played a snap yet for the New York Jets. And you you Jets fans, you're in for a you're in for 20 years of greatness, according to number eight. We'll hear from him coming up as well. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. Bill Ryder coming up in a little bit. Uh, Many of these fine stations. He'll be in for Jim Rome today. I am Bart Winkler, and we are talking some NFL. I am in Wisconsin. It, I, I say that for reference. I say that because the opening tells you that I'm in Milwaukee. But that means I, when I talk about Aaron Rodgers, I have like a, I have a history of talking about Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is, of course, now with the New York Jets. And many Packers fans have decided that they've moved on. This is this was we we appreciate your time here, sir. Um, it got kind of weird at the end. Didn't really get fun. It was kind of like it's kind of like pulling teeth. And we're ready to move on to Jordan Love, who has looked good in the preseason. And now Aaron Rodgers has gone to uh, New York. So fine, uh, you know, you go your separate ways. The whole Rodgers vibe, I still get. He's trying to win the breakup. He's doing a lot of things in New York that he's never done in Green Bay. He's like mentoring young receivers now. That would have been nice. He's taking pay cuts. Uh, okay, he never did that over here. He's playing at, you know, he's going to be, he was at OTAs. Now he's going to play in a preseason game. Hasn't done that since 2018. I just think that he is a little like, you know, when you get into a new relationship and and you don't like how the old one ended, you start to really think like, this, this is great. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And I feel like Rodgers is... Maybe putting the cart a little bit ahead of the horse, especially with the interview he gave to CBS2 in New York. Being able to win here would be really, really special. But uh, why limit it to one? You know, I don't plan on this being a one and done. So I think we're going to be competitive here for a long time. I'd like to 
be able to play a few good years here and then hand it right back off to Zach and right. let him go for the next 15 and it'd be a really special uh, you know 18 to 20 year run of uh, <laughs> great quarterback play I mean the guys like I would laugh too if I'm if I'm doing that interview I asked you about you know coming over to New York and Aaron Rodgers is saying you know maybe it doesn't need to just be one and I, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all kind of assumed it might be one, maybe two. You want to play a couple of years? Let's see how you let's see how you perform. Let's get after it. Hand it right back to Zach. Ah, okay, sure. Uh, and then he can go for another 15, 20 years. Either he's just like sometimes I feel like Aaron Rodgers just says, "I'm just going to say this and see what happens." I'm, I'm just going to say this and see how far it can go with like being in the national conversation. And then sometimes I think he might be a little delusional. And I don't know, like, EJ, how do Jets fans react to the prospect of 20 more years of Zach Wilson? Barf. (laughs) (laughs) That was the funniest thing about this because if this happens, like let's say Aaron Rodgers plays two or three years, or he says winning a championship potentially or more. So let's say he wins a championship or more and then – Gives it off to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the Jets starting quarterback for 15 years. The Zach Wilson story will be the greatest comeback story in the yeah. history of the NFL. If yeah. you have a number two quarterback in the draft, flame out, lose his job, a Hall of Famer comes in, shows him the ropes, and then Zach Wilson goes on for 15, 20. If he plays 15, 20 years, he may become the greatest quarterback ever. Like, those are the kind of players <laughs> that play 15, 20 years in the NFL. So if that were to be the case, Hollywood, get your movie writers ready. I know they're on strike right now, but once the strike is over, start penning the scripts because that will be a Hollywood book ending unlike anything we've ever seen. It's like if you get into a new relationship, uh, the the like converse of that quote would be, or the... The parallel to that quote would be, how do you feel about this new relationship so far? Oh, it's really good. Uh, you know, we've gone on a few dates, and I'm uh, super in love, and I think that we're going to be, you know, married for a long, long time and possibly have the greatest love story ever told, and then we'll have a bunch of kids that, you know, uh, will probably be the president, and then the other one will be the first man <laughs> on Mars. It's like, well, no, no, I mean, play a, play a game first. Like, l- go on, go on one vacation together first and realize if you're – uh, right for each other. You know, go on, like, we haven't even seen him take a snap yet in an actual game, much less a preseason game. We've seen video and we've seen hard knocks and we've seen the behind-the-scenes look that that has provided us, but we haven't, like, let's let's slow down, you know? that That's uh, that's that's quite a lot. And my so my theory on this, too, is I think, humorous. I think he wants this to happen because I think... He wants to show kind of like how Tom Brady showed with uh, with 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 leaving, you know, Belichick and winning a Super Bowl. I think he wants to show that the Packer magic where they could, you know, have a quarterback for 15, 20 years and another guy comes in, and becomes a Hall of Famer. That that's not a Packer magic, that he has his own magic, that not only will Jordan Love, who he's talked to, pra- had a lot of praise about, not only will he go on and have a great career. I'm going to go to New York, a place where they never have good quarterbacks, and I'm going to take their terrible quarterback and he's going <laughs> to have a 15 year career. He has to show that this whole thing, the Aaron Rodgers story isn't just all about being in the Packer system and the Packer community, that that he's great on his own, and he could even create this same magic that Green Bay's created for the last 30 years somewhere else where they've never had success, essentially, at QB since Joe, uh, Joe Namath. 
Yeah, that that would be, and then he would be able to say if if Jordan Love's good, he'll say yeah, I I you know he sat behind me, and then if Zach Wilson's good, he'll say he sat behind me. But if they like to, I don't know. I I understand that he's he's doing a real good job of like making friends and getting people to talk good things about him. But I don't the Zach Wilson the Zach Wilson continuation. He would have to be, he would have to like. It's going to time out where the Jets, if they still have Rodgers, they're not going to bring Zach Wilson back. Wilson's going to want, if he can, he's going to want to go play and start somewhere. I don't know how well that will go. The guy's a former number uh, two pick, but it could be like a Baker Mayfield situation where you have your first run with your team and then you just bounce around all over the place and find yourself in a quarterback uh, battle with Kyle Trask. So I don't, I don't know. The only way that like Zach Wilson is the long-term quarterback is if the era of Rodgers is a little shorter, I would think. You yeah, know, I mean he's got, he's only he's only on the con, on the under contract and under control for two more years this year and next Which year. Which is one of the reasons the the Packers went to Jordan Love because right. they had to figure out what they're going to do on that situation. So we'll see. Rogers going to suit up for a little bit in a preseason game for the first time since 2018 on Saturday night against the uh, Giants. I do the the comeback thing. This is something that I um, I've been doing uh, shows all weekend here on CBS and somebody called in. And said that they're really high on the Denver Broncos, which I'm absolutely not. But they think that Russell Wilson could be the comeback player of the year. And I thought, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, he was very good. And then he was bad. And if he's good again, sure, you could give him the comeback player of the year. And then I reminded myself of what the comeback player of the year odds were. And I found uh, that DeMar Hamlin is minus 235. And everybody else is no lower than plus two thousand. How how bad would that make Russell Wilson's last year if he won Comeback Player of the Year? Like he would have to be amazing. You, you're beating out a guy that came back from basically dying. Okay, so if Russell Wilson is the Comeback Player of the Year, the Comeback Player of the Year thing, I think, as I did some little digging into it, it is a very odd award. Especially in, well, in any sport, but just looking at the past in the NFL. So the comeback, what I think there should be is a separation between, hey, this guy came like a comeback from adversity award and uh, maybe a like you used to suck, now you don't award. Even last year, Geno Smith won comeback player of the year, which is, okay, but what did he come back from? <laughs> right. <laughs> like last year, Geno Smith was 9 and 8. He threw for 4200 yards. He had 13 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's a really good year. That is a great year. You know how good it is? It is like 3 times as good as any year he ever had. He started for the Jets in 13 and 14. In 14 his last like year as a starter, he went 3 and 10, threw for 2500 yards, 13 picks, 13 intercept uh, 13 touchdowns. Then basically didn't start for 8 years. And then last year was a Pro Bowler, so that's kind of a weird one. Because yeah, he can't like he came back, but I don't know that your comeback year can deserve to be like it's better than any year you've ever had. It's not like like if Russell Wilson has a year like that. Yes, Russell Wilson used to have years like that. Then he didn't, and then he did again. That's a comeback. Geno Smith didn't come back from anything. He just got good when he was bad for a long time. But that's like the that those are the circumstances to win comeback player of the year. But what if Geno Smith had that year, the year before, 
when Joe Burrow came back from a leg injury? How do you like? How do you how do you, how do you compare devastating leg injury to you used to suck now you don't? Back in 2020, Alex Smith nearly lost his leg. Like what? It was going to be amputated. Of course, he won Comeback Player of the Year. That that Geno Smith can throw for nine thousand yards. You're not going to beat a guy that nearly lost their leg. 2015, Eric Berry came back from a cancer diagnosis. Like you, you can you can play very well and throw for 45 touchdowns. How how are we? Like how does somebody vote? Hmm, this guy this guy was bad, and now he threw 10 more touchdowns than he did in his best year. Hmm, this guy came back from cancer. How do I decide comeback player of the year? So like Demar Hamlin just oh, he's already got it. He's, he came back. I don't even care if he doesn't play a snap in a regular season game. He's playing in the preseason, and he's playing. Uh, he, he's he's playing. He's comeback player of the year. So Russell Wilson could have the greatest career of all time, and I don't think that anything will will change. There was a scary situation. Speaking of Demar Hamlin, there was a scary situation in the Packers Patriots game on Saturday night where Isaiah Bolden, a cornerback, it was kind of another fluke thing. He ran into one of his teammates and then was down on the ground and they brought out the stretcher and they essentially, then they called the game. So that was, they they obviously called the game when DeMar Hanlon, we, like, we, we stayed and glued onto the TVs wondering if this guy was alive. That was a, it was an awful night. I don't think anybody wants to relive that as a sports fan, as an NFL fan. There was a lot of like questioning ourselves. How can we cheer for this sport? How do we go on? How do we, how do we root for a thing where this can happen as fluke as it is? I mean, how do we ever like, would they have finished the season? If, if would they have, how do you, how do you celebrate the Super Bowl in a year? If, if you watch somebody go through that. So thankfully DeMar Hamlin was okay. Thankfully he's had a great comeback and he's sharing his message and they're getting, you know, more medical staff in. So every facility's got more medical staff than ever before, which is going to lead to like more of a precaution. So Bolden goes down, this cornerback ends up being fine. There he was moving his limbs and then he got carted off the field. I think there was a concussion. There wasn't like a thumbs up. So you you know, if you're not at the game, you're watching on TV, you don't know. But they did call the game. And I just I wonder if the NFL because this was a preseason game. So preseason games get called all the time. You know, preseason games, as soon as there's like one strike of lightning, if it's the second half, teams are like, I'm out of here. You know, I'm surprised that they finished that Hall of Fame game when the lights went out. Like they these teams don't want to play these games, especially when they're doing these joint practices in the middle of the week. They 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 already got their work in. It might be unfair to the third, fourth, fifth stringers, but like they they want to get out of there. I've I've seen many games called the weather as soon as it gets a little rainy. They're like, let's just get out of here. They, we 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 traveled all this way, but no, we want out. I just wonder, like, does the NFL have a protocol or do they have an idea of what's going to happen? Because I think they're going to be more cautious. I think the stretcher's going to come out more, maybe even in situations where it wouldn't have in the past. But then that's going to be a jarring moment for the crowd and certainly for the players. You know, they, they've like, there was no way they could have played that Cincinnati and uh, Buffalo game. They, there was no way they could have continued it. Not with not knowing what had happened. And even when they played again in the playoffs, it was like weird. It's just a weird like vibe. You can't, it's like, it's very hard. You know, somebody goes down and gets hurt. It's like, man, that sucks. That's part of the game. But when a guy's life might be at risk, 
how do you then continue to play the game when your teammates in trouble and now you're doing the thing still that got that guy in that position. So I, I wonder if we're going to get in these situations and I just wonder if the NFL is ready. Like if there's a play on an opening kickoff and the stretcher comes out, you can't, are they going to call the game? Are they going to send everybody home? If it, I, I don't, are they going to like, what is the scale of we'll call the game for this? We'll call the game for that. I, I think that the NFL is going to be super precautious, but it's going to lead to more uh, instances where it's like, you know, it looks like it may not be as bad, but it will look like, and we'll have to wonder and we'll need like the green light that this guy's going to make it before they start playing again. I just, they're going to be cautious. It's good. And, you know, we still want it to look like football. These injuries that are happening, this one on Saturday night was fluky. The DeMar Hamlin thing, that doesn't happen in a million times again. So it's just I wonder, you know, how much the NFL has thought of this or if they're thinking of it by a like a case-by-case basis and we'll we'll cross that bridge sort of when we come to it. Just one of the thoughts over the weekend with some of these preseason games. That one not finishing. Some games finishing in ties. Some teams very happy with what they saw. Some teams... Some teams not. We'll take a look at that coming up. 855-212-4222. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Seven. Bart Winkler in for Bill today. He will be in for Jim Rome. 855-212-4227. Jonathan Taylor will be traveling with the Colts to Philadelphia ahead of their preseason finale with the Eagles. He's still on the PUP list, but it looks like that situation will not even work out. It just seems like Jonathan Taylor will end up playing. And then Josh Jacobs, it was reported not too long ago today that he will eventually come back to training camp. And these holdouts uh, really kind of got 
nowhere as the running backs had that Zoom call, this this infamous Zoom call, where they looked around and said, what do we do to get paid? And then uh, three days later, Saquon was like, man, that Zoom call, that Zoom call was so unproductive. I'm just going to basically take the same deal that the Giants were going to give me. Uh, a few incentives if we make the playoffs, and I have Pro Bowl numbers. But other than that, it was pretty much the same thing. And now these other guys are going to come in to camp, it seems, as well. Great news for uh, me. I did a dynasty fantasy draft in the last month where Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs fell, and I took them. I'm very excited about that. The dynasty fantasy drafts, if I may just throw out a dynasty fantasy tip for you, is draft to win your league right away. You know, take you know, take young talent, of course, but draft to win your league right away. Every time I do one of these things, there's like seven or eight owners of the twelve that are like they, they think they are, they think they're starting a team from scratch, and they want super young, super rookie deals. You know, a lot of upside. And I'm like, all right, well, and like in four years, how many how many dynasty years make it to year three? You know, all these all these leagues that you join. Hey, want to do a league? Yeah, yeah, sure. You work together, then you go your separate ways, and you think we're gonna do this league forever, and then, and then it doesn't happen. So always try to win the leagues you're in when you're in them, specifically when it comes to dynasty leagues. I think that that's a nice boost for the Colts. That's a nice boost for the Raiders, obviously, as you look around and see these preseason games and try to see like what teams are feeling good, what teams are feeling bad, what teams are you know just kind of ready for the season. I think that the uh, the the teams that I've seen that have like been the most panicky, the Cardinals are terrible. They are going to be so very bad, and there's no signs of anything good in their preseason. So I know that Kyler Murray is going to start the season on that pup list. I don't expect him to be a savior by any means. I think they're going to stink. The Eagles, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and they should be very confident and very excited. But they're all freaking out because their backup quarterback was no good. Marcus Mariota had a tough night the other night, so they're all freaking out thinking we need to go back and bring Nick Foles back into the, into the fold. So they're kind of having like the preseason-like moments. Carolina and Houston and the Colts. They are all going with their rookie quarterbacks. The Colts making that decision earlier this week that they're going to start Anthony Richardson. The Texans going, of course, with C.J. Stroud. And then the Panthers with Bryce Young. I think that when you draft a guy so high, you want to see signs right away in the preseason that this guy is your savior. Like You don't just want a guy to be competent at quarterback. You want him to be... Your savior. If you're drafting a quarterback in the top 10, uh, it means that you were very bad and you likely had very bad quarterback play. Every team that is starting a new quarterback than they were a year ago as their designated starter, not one of those teams, veteran or rookie, had a winning record last year. So a lot of these veterans are coming into, even though the Jets, you know, the Jets have this good team and we think that they're going to make the playoffs, they were 7 and 10 last year. The Saints, Derek Carr, oh, they could win the South. They were 7-10. and 10. Uh, The Commanders are going with Sam Howell. You know, they like what they see out of him. They were 500. They were 8-1. Eight, eight and one. So not one team, and especially these teams, Carolina, Houston, and the Colts. And I think, like, they haven't seen – you haven't – there hasn't been a C.J. Stroud drive where it's like, yes. You know, there's a good throw here that you can get excited about. There's a good – 
play here, but there hasn't been that C.J. Stroud drive. There certainly hasn't been a Bryce Young drive, and I think a lot of that blame goes to the offensive line. The Panthers' first team has played six series in the preseason. Four of those have been three and outs. So they are a team that is struggling right now, and you know you would like to get a little more of uh, you'd like to get a little more production. You just you'd like to go into the season feeling good about something. And right now, these teams with their young quarterbacks, they haven't had like that aha moment. If any of these teams were getting the type of play that Jordan Love is giving to the Packers, oh, they would be excited. Jordan Love has looked good. I think before the season, there's a couple of narratives going on in the NFL right now, and one of those was that every like when I when I say narratives, I mean everything that everyone predicts. You know, we'll we'll all do our predictions. We'll all do our our different like Super Bowl champions, but there are certain there are certain thoughts and takes that 99% of people that watch the NFL have agreed to as as just like facts. And one of those was that Jordan Love is going to be terrible. I don't I don't know why. I don't know if it's wishful thinking after the Packers had two back-to-back elite Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I don't know if it's like you get you get what you deserve for trading Aaron Rodgers and giving him to the Jets, but Jordan Love has looked good. And I think that just the fact that he's not going to be absolutely terrible is going to be hard for some people to understand and process. I mean, he's going to be average, minimum. And that will be hard for some people. He might even be like he might even be very good. And that will be that will annoy a lot of people, I think, especially in that NFC North. Another take that a lot of people have, and they've all just agreed on it, is that the Bills window closed. I, I, I don't understand why that I don't understand why that is like a common thing that we all say. Oh, the Bills windows closed. They had a really good start to last year. Then, you know, it kind of got Herky jerky a little bit for them down the stretch. Josh Allen was throwing a lot of interceptions in the red zone. Demar Hamlin almost died. You know, you can you can excuse the Bills for you know falling under the weight of everything that was going on around that team last year. You know, there was a Dawson Knox lost his brother. There was a lot going on with that team, and I don't think their window has closed by any means. Now the AFC East is very good. You know, I think a team that can be very excited is Miami. Because Tua looked pretty good in the preseason. And everybody, Tua is good. But we're not giving the Dolphins maybe, and some might say, ah, I think they'll make the AFC playoffs. Some some might say, I think they'll win the AFC East. But there's still a lot of us are hesitant to, to really go all in on Miami because, as I say, it's the Dolphins, dot, 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 if Tua, if Tua stays healthy, then then yes, then we believe in the Dolphins. But a lot of us are, are just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I got I to gotta see it to believe it. And I'm worried about you know him falling on his head again and getting another concussion with the awful situation that he went through last year with the multiple concussions in a week and how he even got on that field that next week still. I would be very upset if I was too. I don't know that I would say I don't want to play for the Dolphins ever again, but whoever made that decision, I would have uh, very strong words for, I think, in that frame of mind. Uh, the Rams, the Rams are another team, very narrative heavy, where we all just assume they're going to be bad, and we like, but we assume like Matt Stafford's going to turn to dust. <laughs> like he's, we're just nobody's thinking about the Rams. Rams won a Super Bowl not too long ago, and then they all had their veterans get hurt. You know, Stafford got hurt, Cup got hurt, everybody got hurt, 
And the weirdest, I think, discussion about the Rams last year was, was it worth it for going all in if they're going to be bad for a few years? Isn't the point to go all in, to win a Super Bowl, knowing you might be bad for a few years? You ask that question if it's worth it if they don't win a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. Of course it was worth it. Another narrative, we are talking about Geno Smith before, there's a narrative that Geno Smith is going to regress. When they drafted JSN out of uh, Ohio State, the wide receiver, and he looked good uh, in his preseason game, I that that was an eye opener for me. Like this team is not, this team's going to take advantage of a bad NFC, and this team is going to try to up what they did a year ago. And you know the defense is getting comparisons to the Legion of Boom years. Pete Carroll looks to be a new man once he shed the Russell Wilson weight, and they look to be. A very formidable team. I think a lot of people, again, narrative-wise, are going to go with the Niners to win that division, even though I, they're not sure of what they're doing at quarterback. I mean, they're they're starting Brock Purdy, but I don't know that we all think that Brock Purdy is going to be a 12-win quarterback this year. He stepped up and did very well last year. Do we think that that's going to carry over? So there's a lot going on in the NFL right now that I think we all assume. I can't wait for week one. That's why I kind of hope the Lions beat the Chiefs. Because then every thought we've ever had about either of those teams is just going to be shaken up and we're going to get right into it in that uh, wild first game. We'll talk some NBA, figure out what's going on with James Harden. What does he want is the big question. CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 